0: And welcome to Real Presence live this morning, part of the Diocese of Duluth. We are coming to you live from St. Mary's Catholic Church in Cook, Minnesota. Mark Cheney, alongside Father Nick Nelson, this morning. Good morning, Father. Turn you up a little bit over there, and uh, there you go. It is a great morning here. The sun is out. It's a gorgeous morning to be here, and uh, we have a. Great show for the next two hours. Lots to cover. We're going to get started here shortly, but uh, yeah, a lot to cover. It's it, This, to me, Father, just to start with, this is my home church. I grew up just south of town, south of Cook here, a little community called Angora, and uh, St. Mary's has been my, my home church and my home base, and uh, it's good to be back home.
3: Yeah, I think it's a, uh, the truth that Real Presence Radio continues to grow, that this is our first um, Real Presence, live, hosted from St. Mary's and Cook. We've hosted from um, one of my other parishes, uh, St. Martin's and Tower, but this is the first time from St. Mary's and Cook. And so uh, very happy uh, as the pastor of this, this wonderful parish to be able to to host and to, to speak and to uh, be with people, faithful laity from across the listening area. Um, yeah, this is the end of Lent. Um, this is will really be the last Real Presence live show um, before Easter, and so kind of uh, feel honored that we get to to host this this last show. Kind of you know lead into the sacred triduum and uh, hopefully uh, inspire and give people um, something to look forward to and uh, prayerfully uh, consider as they they get ready to to walk with the Lord and uh, His passion, and then to rise with Him for Easter.
0: A huge, huge week um, as we enter in the Holy Week here and Holy Thursday. Um, it is an honor, like you said, to be here, uh, to be in Cook at St. Mary's this morning. And our first guest this morning joins us via the phone, Dr. John Boyle, and uh, we'll say good morning to Dr. John.
3: Dr. John Boyle, Father Nick, and uh, Mark Cheney here. How are you?
1: I'm well, Father Nick. Great to be with both of you. Good morning. Mark,
3: good morning. Good morning, Father Nick. Good morning, and um, I can say a little introduction for you, but uh, also you'll be able to say a little more. But uh, Dr. John Boyle was one of my professors when I was at seminary at St. Thomas at St. John Vianney Seminary, and uh, was was always grateful for um, the the wise words and the, just the interest you took in the formation of uh, young men, uh, desiring and on the path through path to the uh, priesthood, and recently I know a couple, maybe once or twice a year, you get up uh, up in our area, Lake Vermilion. Mark, uh, Dr. John Boyle comes up here and spends some time, and so I've I've run into any him. chance I can get. <laughs> and I'll say it's it's <laughs> uh, the first time you're sitting in the pews. When I looked up, I think after the opening prayer, and um, you know, I was like, oh man, <laughs> it's intimidating <laughs> as a priest to see a former professor in your pews and um <laughs> a doctor uh you know a and and teaching him and so even at the beginning of mass i'll be honest uh i'm thinking in my mind okay what am i preaching about again and i'm like okay is, i've got to make sure this is precise and what's he going to think of it and well, <laughs> so well happily little... you
1: have nothing to be intimidated by <laughs> okay, than
3: well, well thank you don john boyle so can you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself what's your um your your your, your family life, uh, your background, what you do now, where you're teaching, etc. You bet.
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, the important thing, family life, uh, married for 36 years uh, to the same woman, uh, and we have three grown children. Uh, uh, otherwise, um, and my life is happily um, uneventful uh, in so many ways. I came to St. Thomas in 1990, uh, and helped start Catholic Studies here. Uh, I'm now the chair of the Catholic Studies Department at St. Thomas. Um, and, um, gosh, I don't know what more is there to say, Father Nick. Um,
3: yeah. well, that's probably
1: um, enough about me. Let's, let's talk about St. Joseph or something more interesting than you. Yeah,
3: I think that's that's great. I, I did get a chance to um, watch a video of uh, the presentation you gave at Holy Family a couple weeks ago, my sister and brother-in-law, and actually... Um, my goddaughter and uh, a couple other nieces and nephews are parishioners there, so um, oh, yeah, I have, yeah, a fondness for for Holy Family Parish and uh, Father Johnson's leadership there. But but yeah, so you know maybe some background. You know, this is th- this whole show. I think we're going to do is we can we can say it's very relevant to the timing, and um, one of those aspects is Saint Joseph, who we're going to mm-hmm. talk about, and relevant for our time because. Um, a couple, about a, a few months ago, you know, our Holy Father Pope Francis declared that this would be the year of Saint Joseph. Can mm-hmm. you give us some insight into that and what was behind that? Um, well,
1: I you know I, I don't um, I can't read the Holy Father's mind. Uh-huh. Um, uh, although um, uh, the fact is he's he's in a in a tradition here now, a beautiful tradition of um, of. of uh, really reminding the faithful of, of how important uh, Saint Joseph is to us um, and, and and you know I think um especially in, in the papal Magisterium uh, a hundred years ago um that uh, Pius the ninth uh, eighteen seventy declared uh, Saint Joseph the universal patron of the church um, uh, Leo the Thirteenth famously reinforced it um, John Paul did uh, and and now um, Pope Francis, and I think it's it, it's it's a deep, a deep sense of um, how important St. Joseph is for us now, as um, as as declared a universal patron uh,
0: or a patron of the universal church.
3: Yeah, this has been, I think, one of the things in the Church is...
0: I'm going to have you check check your mic, there, Father connections or something. Uh, is, or uh, is that better? Alright. Is it working now? There it is. You got it. Okay. I think. Sorry about that. Yep. Yep. Try it again. No. Hello? Well, yeah, you're there. Go ahead.
3: Okay. Um, I doc- think. Wait, Dr. John, can you hear me?
0: I certainly can. Okay, it.
3: sorry about that. Technical difficulties on our part. Um one of the the neat things about, in our church, you know, things don't necessarily change, but they they kind of develop and grow, and so I think it's so beautiful in the last um, so many years, you mentioned uh, Pope Pius IX, this greater devotion and recognition of St. Joseph, um, even so much so that it was only, you know, 50, 60 years ago that uh, Joseph was included in the the first Eucharistic prayer, you know, Mm -hmm. added to the saints, you know, and then we have... um, all these things with uh, Saint John Paul II, and um, now with Pope Francis this this year of Saint Joseph. So very blessed with this development of truly appreciating um, Joseph and Joseph important ultimately because of his relationship with Jesus. And so I thought maybe talk we can talk a little bit. You know, he's important to the church because of his relationship to Jesus. So especially as well, uh, as patron, you know. So. Tell us a little bit about that word and his relationship uh, to Jesus as 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 this uh, father figure to him. Yeah, um
1: yeah, patron, it is it is a wonderful word. Uh and ultimately it, it we we get it from the Latin, patronus, and uh you know, meaning protector, defender, advocate. Um ultimately its origins um, are the Latin word for father, pater, Um and, and, and so one sense yes we, we we can see that um Saint Joseph was the, the protector defender uh, of of our Lord and and you know it's interesting you know um uh you know is this sense of the universal a patron of the universal church um you know one, one, one of the insights of the papal magisterium here is, is is precisely that you know in the divine providence of things um God entrusted you know the two, fig- the two figures he most loves in his creation, um, our Lord and uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary, he entrusted them to this man. And you know, I, I often say in class and daily studies, you know, the incarnation changes everything. And I think you know, this is, this is one of these cases where I, I think we see this. You know, the incarnation changes everything. That God became man, and and it and we just. It opens up perhaps a bit of the way God thinks and God's providence and and the way we're to look at the world and you know and, and part of the beauty of it is precisely that you know our Lord um, in all of His humanity you know God could have you know I it's fun to think about the could have um, you Jesus you know in one sense you could argue He's gone I mean that's true He's God. gone um, you know He could have come fully as man, he could have come with incredible superpower, hero, superhero powers, yeah. um, you know, wouldn't have needed a protector at all. Um, that's not the way God worked. Um, instead, you know, as we know, he came as an infant, and he was given this, this beautiful protector, um, uh, this father in, in, in St. Joseph. And uh, and, and and God entrusted himself to Saint Joseph, like, to do what? To protect him. You know, there's this there's an image in John Paul, in John Paul's um episodic letter on Saint Joseph that I just love. And he calls Joseph the guardian of the mystery. It's such a wonderful John Paul kind of expression, the guardian of the mystery. Um yes, he's guardian of of Jesus, he's um Mystery, the guardian of the mystery, that 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 deep, profound mystery of how God chose to redeem mankind. That mystery that all of history points to, all of history flows from that God became man, the Word became flesh, and all the Joseph is the guardian of the mystery, and it's it, such a beautiful expression, and it captures the sense that that what's happening in Christ, uh, that Joseph. Is this figure, who is there, to guard and protect, but in very human ways, and that I think is part of the beauty of, 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 of the mystery, uh, that Joseph does what fathers do. Um, he, now, it's pretty dramatic. He discovers that there are there's, there's a terrible plot to kill his son, and, and what's he do? He has to take his son and his wife, and he has to flee. He has to go to a foreign land. He has to figure out how to support them, how to live here. Um, he's got some dreams to help him, but in the end, it's that very human kind of thing that God has entrusted to him. In What's so beautiful here is God entrusted it to St. Joseph, and it was uniquely St. Joseph's to do. There was no one else to do it. It was his task. It was given him to be the guardian of the mystery in all of its concrete historical human reality. Um, Well, yeah, I could could keep going, but let let me pause
3: there. No, that's that's beautiful, Dr. Boyle. And one of the things you mentioned in that presentation I wanted to highlight is not only the ways that God could have redeemed the world, um, you know, and the way... Jesus could have been like you said a, a superhuman, a Superman type figure. But even the ways that he chose to protect Jesus once he was a baby, he could have yeah had a whole army around the baby, or like you mentioned, some sort of force field. <laughs> yeah, what do you do? <laughs> he gave him a father. a
1: light <laughs> bubble. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think that's that's just remarkable and something worth pondering and how God, you know, redeems the world. Something in. That's so significant, so important, yet he uses contingent ways to do that. <laughs> um, that's yeah. the beauty of God's providence, that things could have gone off, awfully wrong, um, yet for God's plan, he he was able to do it through um, a simple, humble, saintly man of St. Joseph. Um You know, when we get, we're going to, we'll take a little quick break here, but uh, when we come back, we can talk about okay, we have Joseph as the the patron of Jesus, and then, okay, how does that work with uh, or translate to Joseph as the patron of the church, you know, and his role of how is he a patron uh, uh, to the Catholic Church then?
0: We'll answer that question and much more. Yes, it is Real Presence Live this morning. Our guest joining us by the telephone is Dr. John Boyle. The day we are talking today about St. Joseph, the patron of the church. And we'll be back with more of Real Presence Live coming up. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
2: In today's world, we are enslaved to addiction. I'm Father Chris Alar. Alcoholism, pornography, and drug abuse have become the master of millions of lives, maybe even your own. Addiction has led to countless deaths by overdose and suicide. So what can be done about it? Victims often explain they are searching to escape the troubles of this world, or they are trying to find a form of ecstasy. Unfortunately, these enslavers provide neither. The experience is only pseudo, a fleeting imitation of an authentic spiritual experience. There's only one true spiritual experience that can provide fulfillment, and when you find it, you will find hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost, and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help.
3: Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence
0: Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area, heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back this morning to uh, Real Presence Live. This morning... I am Mark Channing, your host, and I am joined by Father Nick Nelson. We are at St. Mary's Church in Cook, part of the Diocese of Duluth. Our guest this morning, Dr. John Boyle, he joins us via the telephone, and our topic is Saint Joseph, the patron of the church. Welcome back. Yes, and so we are we're talking
3: about Joseph as patron of Jesus and uh, his role of protecting not only Jesus physically, but even protecting the. Uh, spiritually, in a way, the, the redemption of the world and, and caring for Jesus, so that he could carry out that uh, later in his life. And um, now, there's obviously a connection between that and patron of the universal church, in in which uh, Pope Pius IX declared. And uh, now we we continue to um, celebrate and uh, remember, especially with this year of Saint Joseph. So, Dr. John Boyle, how does that translate? You know the patron of Jesus to the patron of the universal church.
1: Yeah, what a what a, what a great question! I think um, worthy of a lot of reflection. In, in you know, I can give probably just one little corner uh, of that. Um, when we say universal church, we want to be really clear. That means of everybody. Uh, Saint Joseph is the patron of everyone. You know, we've got patron saints for all kinds of things in the Catholic Church, right? We've got for for particular kind for jobs, for states in life. For, for crises, for problems, for lost things. Um, you know, we, we, we've got saints for all kinds of things. Uh, when we say St. Joseph is patron of the universal church, that means he's the patron for all of us, for everybody. doesn't matter your state in life, uh, married, single, religious, priest, man, woman, old, young. Uh, whether you've lost something or not, it doesn't matter. St. Joseph is the patron. Well, and I think it's part of that um, John Paul sense of the guardian of the mystery um, that it's, it's Christ, and then it's the mystical body of Christ, uh, uh-huh. its head and numbers, and that means all of us. And you know, I think um, you know when, when Pius the Ninth um, declared him you know, patron of the universal church, um, he did it in part because you know, the church was in a time of crisis. Uh, the church is always. In a time of crisis, um, and you know, I think it's good to think about how Saint Joseph protected. What it meant for Saint Joseph to protect Jesus, for us to think about what it means for his role for all of us. And you, know, on the one hand, you know, he's a father in his job, you know, is to make sure Harry doesn't kill his son there at the beginning, but. It is that sense of guardian of the mystery, and the mystery is the redemption of mankind. Uh, and I think, I'm just so happy we get to talk today, because we're going into the curriculum.
3: Yeah.
1: And, and, and of course, we know St. Joseph um, had died by the time we get to this point, you because know, he's, he's not in the gospel accounts of the public life of our Lord. Um, but if he were there, you know, he would have been with Our Lady at the foot of the cross. Yeah. His job was to protect Jesus so Jesus could do what he was sent to do, so he could do his mission. And the mission is to die for us. The mission is his passion, death, and resurrection. And that means his job isn't to shield Jesus from all suffering, all unpleasantness, all discomfort, to make sure he has just the best life with regard to the goods of this world his job is to make sure that Jesus can fulfill the will of his Father and to help make that possible and, and, and we know from the Gospels part of what that means well I think it's interesting to think about so when Pius IX declares him patron of the Universal Church you know, reaffirmed by Leo and uh, John Paul and, and, and Pope Francis What are we talking about? I think it's so that the Church can do what she's meant to do. He's there as protector and defender and advocate, as patron, so that the Church can be the Church. And part of that is surely protection, Um, just from, you know, forces of evil and where they come from. and Heaven only knows just how awful things could be if, um, if we didn't have that protection. But it's not, you know, that nothing bad would ever happen to the Church because the reality is there are forces aligned against the Church and our job is to proclaim the Gospel no matter what. And the pro- we know from 2,000 years of proclaiming the Gospel, um, it gets reaction and it gets positive reaction and it gets a negative reaction. Um, but what The church does is in season and out of season to proclaim the good news, to make Jesus Christ known and loved. That's our job. That's our task. And I I say the church, and I mean all of us. I mean you, Father Nick, um, uh, and providing the sacraments to the faithful, but it also means me as husband and father and teacher, it means everybody at the radio and all they do, it means every last one of us as the baptized faithful. And I think that's St. Joseph's job is, through his intercession, to help each one of us, no matter our state of life, who we are, where we are, any of that, to help each one of us live what we're called to live by our baptism,
3: yeah, Dr. John, I think that's beautiful, and I think what you're saying too, uh, a little earlier on there you' you're you're saying that Joseph wasn't a helicopter parent, huh <laughs> In no. that, you know, even as important as you know jesus this this little baby is, and growing up, you know to protect him like literally protect him, you know you know force field, so to speak uh He he wasn't a a helicopter parent and I think uh, what you just said more recently is you're translating that as well to uh, the church and I think that makes Mm -hmm. sense right because we can say like why is God allowing all this stuff to happen bad things even to the church and uh, why is St. Joseph you're supposed to be this father this patron to the church why are you allowing all these things to happen and um, and in some regards like you said he's um, he's Allowing us to kind of grow up, but also, uh, yeah, making sure protecting the the essential natures of the church and that. But doesn't mean we're not going to get our scraped knees and even, uh, you know, the the danger um, really getting kind of uh, really contentious at time or really dangerous. Just like you know, with Jesus near, you know, Herod coming, you know, maybe close the soldiers close to killing him. Um, but the essential nature of the protection, uh, Saint Joseph always provided that you know we've talked yeah go ahead I I think you're right I mean it's just thinking about
1: what a what a father does and Mm um you know you you, you, I love to scrape knees you know you can't um, (laughs) there's something wrong if your children are never scraping their knees um you know you help make sure they don't kill themselves when they scrape Mm -hmm. their knees and you wipe it up and you you put them back on their feet and um because you're preparing, you're helping your child grow and mature. Um, I think it's a question. What would it mean for him to help us um, to intercede for us, mm-hmm. you know, to grow and mature? And as uh, you see know, baptism, there's two things: um, we're called to be saints, we're called to be apostles. How yeah. uh, those go together? Uh, and you know, for each one of us to grow in holiness, right where we are, and that beautiful, glorious struggle and challenge for each of us um what a beautiful thing and really, we've got an intercessor there um to help us do that because that's our mission
3: yeah dr boyle um you know one of the memories i have at saint john Vianney was uh saturday mornings we'd come down for our holy hour and um about once a month i think you would be there in the lobby with your with your your sons, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and why was why were you there? You were there because uh, the rector, Father Bear, um, would hear your confessions. You would take mm-hmm. you would show up with yep. your sons to go to confession, and yep. every, um, week. Every, every week, every week, okay, every week. Yep. And I was uh, really edified by that, and something I'll, I'll never forget. And um, your example of fatherhood, you know, lived out in that way. So not only teaching us, you know, information. Um, but also forming us through your witness as uh, a father, and so how has your, you know, how has Saint Joseph helped in in you in your devotion to him and your role as a father and, and a husband? What have you learned to him from him, and how has your devotion maybe grown over the uh, the, the years? Yeah, that's that's, um,
1: <laughs> that's really beautiful um to, to, to think about, and, I, and you know, I, I do think perhaps fathers um have a kind of natural affinity to Saint Joseph. Um uh, uh, and um and I think the beauty of, of, of Saint Joseph, one of the things that I just love about Saint Joseph, um is is the ordinariness of his life. I mean I, I mean he's, he's got God's son as you know his son and he's got a fleet of Egypt and, but you know fundamentally it's 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 a pretty ordinary life. Uh, he's got a job, he's got a wife, he's mm-hmm. got a son, and and he's got to take care of them. And the world is a messy and dangerous place. It's gotten no less messy and no less dangerous. Um, and he just goes about what he's doing. And, and I just love that. Um, and when you see him in, in Scripture, um, he just does what needs to be done and I just find that for myself I find it utterly inspiring um, and you know it's just great to go to St. Joseph and just ask for the help to do what he did um, and you know I, I, I think I don't become so much in my, in my talk about things I just really I, when I think about St. Joseph I you know, this is a man who sees a problem he prays about it and um, he seeks guidance. Um, he gets in his dreams. So, okay, most of us don't get it quite that dramatically. Um, but then he acts. You know, and what I love about—because people comment—Joseph says nothing in the gospel. Right? He's absolutely silent. Not a word from Saint Joseph's mouth in the gospel. Um, and I just love that about him too. Um, but you know, if we did have words, I'm a hundred percent sure none of them would be complaints. <laughs>
3: oh, that's right.
1: Yeah, this is not a man. Who just wrings his hands and thinks, "Oh gosh, you know, it's just not fair." I get the son of God for my boy, and now I got to flee to Egypt, and yeah, you know, it's just unimaginable. that St. Justin would feel that way, and I think you know, it's part of on a big scale what Pius and Leo were about. That you know, when things are difficult, um, this is a good man to lean on because uh, he understands it. But I think what's beautiful is that's for all of us. Um, and for me, you know, just in the little trials and tribulations of family life and raising your kids and, you know, the world and schools and whatever it is you're dealing with, that, that incredible confidence that St. Joseph has, God I is confident that's... him with this, He's going to give him the grace he needs. Um, God's ultimately in charge. We are instruments. To me, that just you know, the, the more I thought about Saint Joseph,
3: studied Saint Joseph, I like got to know Saint Joseph. Um, uh, it's just see, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just so beautiful because it's so human. Yep. So Doctor Boyle, you, know, thanks so much for being with us this morning, and it's a great way to end of that that example of someone to follow, and we uh, really have great confidence as. Catholics um, looking to St. Joseph as our patron. Um, I wish you the best, you and your family, a blessed sacred triduum, and uh, hope to see you uh, maybe uh, this summer up north. So thank you for uh, joining well, we'll us, be back, Dr. Boyle. We'll
1: be back this summer. Okay. Uh, and it was great to be with you. Thank you for
0: the invitation. To, uh, You're welcome to join you, Father Nick. God bless you. It it has been a very fascinating first half hour here to Real Presence Live, and uh, thank you for joining us this morning. We are coming to you from St. Mary's Church in Cook, Minnesota, part of the Diocese of Duluth. Mark Channing here, alongside Father Nick Nelson. So much more of our show to come up here in the next uh, half hour to an hour after the 10 o'clock. We'll be uh, joined by Tanner Wald from Yankton, South Dakota. Also joining us in the 10 o'clock hour, Father Joel Hastings will be with us us in the next segment though i just really want to quickly mention we'll be talking about holy thursday the mass of the lord's supper the priesthood the eucharist and so much more so much more of real presence live coming up this morning live engaging and local this is real presence live